Welcome to this special edition of the Storecast Self Storage Industry Interview Series for the Self Storage Association Asia Expo. We're delighted to join and interview and introduce some guests from the market down under. Plenty to learn and some great stories to share, so let's get stuck into it. My guest is Ben Cohn, CEO of TaxiBox, Australia's leading mobile self-storage provider. So Ben, thank you so much for joining us today on the special edition of Storecast for the Self-Storage Association Asia Expo. Uh, it's great for you to take some time out uh, and join us as the leading light in mobile self-storage in the Australian market. Uh, you're based there in Melbourne. Uh, Melbourne, unfortunately, has had one of the longest COVID lockdown periods uh, globally, uh, which has been uh, a really challenging period of time for the uh, Melbourne residents. Give us an update on how, how you're going, how's the team going, and, uh, and how you're finding things as you start to get toward the end of this lockdown. So, yeah, on the, I mean, on, on the personal front, um, you know, mentally it's a bit hard for everyone. And, and so um, that's not an uncommon thing that's happening for everyone. Um, in terms of the business, um, from the team's perspective, the working from home scenario, I think, was a bit of a novelty and everyone's sort of looking forward to coming back into the office. So there's something going on there. Uh, mentally, yes, um, culturally, we've done everything we can to try and maintain a positive environment. I think that's working relatively okay. But, but there's a bit of a challenge there. Um, and yeah, I mean, from the businesses front, um, it seems to be the sort of theme of COVID in that we haven't been able to predict what would happen during these periods. And, and, uh, and the business has actually been faring really well, particularly in Melbourne. So um, it's kind of a, you know, double-edged sword at the moment for us. Yeah, it's been amazing, hasn't it? Just to see what, what on earth's going on through this crazy time. Um, uh, ben, just uh, for the benefit of our audience uh, at the S Expo, can you tell us a little bit about your business, Taxi Box? Uh, it's a really well-known brand here in the Australian market, and you guys really have put a lot of energy and effort and have got a really serious amount of momentum uh, in the growth of that sector of the, of the self-storage business. Assuming that people don't know a lot about the, the differences between mobile self-storage and traditional self-storage, do you want to just talk us through... Uh, the difference, uh, the, the characteristics of your sector of the market, and it'd be great to understand how you got into it. Sure. Um, so the concept of mobile storage is that it's it's like a traditional storage scenario, but the difference is we're physically delivering the storage unit to the customer's front door. They fill them up, lock them, and then we take them back to, to warehouses or storage centers and we stack them up, block stack them. So... Um, Customers can access the taxi box just like a, a normal storage unit. So they just get brought down to like a loading area um, at the facility, or we actually deliver them back to the customers if they wanted to, to access the taxi boxes. So it goes both ways. Um, that's kind of really the, the fundamental difference. Now, that sort of caters to the vast majority of our business, but we also have small offshoots that are actually really fast growing areas. And one of them is um, we've got on-site storage, which is metal um, sort of units that we now have for the construction commercial space where it gets left on site for a customer. Um, and we've had a real surge of these as part of COVID, as part of PPE and hospitals needing to have sort of centers where you store stuff left at the site, plus the renovation market, construction market. Um, we've also got um, refrigerated taxi boxes. So we, we sort of ventured off into refrigerated storage on site. And that uh, was a good market up until COVID, but it's now coming back pretty strong. And then we have moving interstate. So that's a scenario where you got a box delivered to your one to your door in one city, fill it up, lock it, and then we deliver that same that same taxi box to the next address. So 
there's sort of a different streams to the business. Um, and, and I think you asked me, how do we come up with it? Was that, was that a question as well? Well, just interested in how you got into the industry and why, why mobile storage rather than traditional self storage? I think how, how I came into the industry was that um, I'd originally come from a sort of fairly straightforward path. I was in consulting at a university and I, and I was actually in the US for work and I'd seen sort of the concept of mobile storage starting up there. I was actually around New York. And, um, and then from there we said, well, you know, how come it's not happening in Australia? Um, and, and we did a February research to understand why it wasn't happening in Australia and there was no real obvious reason. So I think it was just a matter of the timing was right. Um, you know, we had pods just setting up at that stage and there was sort of, you know, other companies looking into it. Um, so there was an opportunity there. And then this idea of mobile storage versus traditional storage, um, I think it's twofold. One of them is that um, I, I was excited by the idea of, of, of a new disruptive sort of model um that no one was doing and seeing where that would go and then the other thing is um i guess from a capital perspective you know lower barriers to entry from the perspective of of uh, of not having to buy sites um but there was a capital cost in the physical boxes um and so we were, we were quite careful as to how we manage those costs at the start of the business so mobile storage really seems to be embedded in the concept of the custom customer service and customer experience right uh, and customer convenience uh, so that people have the taxi box delivered to their door, uh, they can they can load it, uh, and then it goes away to another location, and and perhaps when they arrive at the other destination, uh, the other end of the destination where they're moving house or or what have you, or if their renovations completed, the taxi box can be ordered to come back. Um, so if it's rooted essentially in that concept of customer convenience and customer experience, let's go back to COVID twenty twenty and the lessons learnt. Uh, so clearly, very disruptive year for customers in their in their own life in their own business. Uh, what changes in demand or, or customer experiences have you seen, and any any particularly memorable experiences you'd like to share? Going back to your point, the customer service experience is certainly um, one that we we take pride in, and 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 there's that benefit in that the box or the taxi box comes out to your front door. From the idea of, you know, we're chatting with the self-storage association. So from the idea of actually running a self-storage business, there's no doubt that a mobile storage business has got materially more moving parts in that you've got a higher labor component and we've got logistics that we run internally. Um, but from the utilization of land, um, we'd argue that longer term, um, we're utilizing the land in, 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 in a fairly efficient way. Uh, in that there's very little capital works required um, on these industrial assets to actually house the storage units. Um, and then uh, longer term, like I said, as the cost of, as the, the, the prices of property rise in inner city locations, um, you know, rental, rental increases need to take place, which cover that yield. And for us, we're actually able to, I think, maintain the rental of what we're charging customers by just getting our boxes further out in other, in other areas or stored in other areas because the customer doesn't really know where the taxi box is stored. So um, it's kind of an interesting discussion. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, so the longer, yeah, as mobile storage evolves, um, look, I get, uh, yeah, yeah the, the property play starts to come, come into it, I guess, is what you're saying. But, you know, I, I guess uh, it doesn't it ultimately have to be rooted in the customer experience. A customer is going to select taxi box for a reason, and that, and as you highlighted, that customer might be 
a building company, a health services company, doesn't have to be a residential customer. Uh, and so they're ultimately going to want some sort of convenience and certainly price point of course, but um, uh, if, you, if you can then evolve your product beyond that, which, which, which will, will ultimately underpin its longevity and turn that into, into you know, a, a higher utilisation of property, uh, then, then that certainly is uh, further cream in the cake. I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd acknowledge that. Correct. And that's one of the strategies for us is we just acquired um, one of our sites with the second one underway. And, and we're really converting that into into actually a freehold model for us. Um, yeah, so I think long term is if we, and I know this is probably unpopular in the storage industry to be saying this, but if we can if we can as a mobile storage operator offer um, storage at cheaper rates per square meter or cubic meter than a traditional storage center can, plus actually offer the customer experience, that that's our win, right? So um, and that's where we're really trying to sort of get at eventually. Yeah, well, look, but look whether, whether it's unpopular or not, the reality is this industry needs to keep evolving, and and this year of 2020 has has seen things evolve at, at light speed. Uh, so, you know, the, the industry needs to embrace mobile storage and all of the complications and implications that that ha that has that that has. Uh, if it's relevant to customers, and clearly if it's the success of your business, which I've seen and we've spoken over many months about. Uh, customers are embracing it, and so the industry therefore needs to open it, understand it, and um, and and embrace it as well. Yeah. So, so going to going to your comment about COVID, which is interesting, and just do you mind just asking that question again? Was just to understand how the business has gone during COVID, or what are the lessons? Well, well, to me, I think the great segue from that is so if, if customer experience underpins mobile storage uh, at, at at the get go, uh, then what what reshaping of the customer experience have you seen what reshaping of demand has been driven by COVID and I'm really fascinated with your answer to that Ben because again as I said at the outset you're you've been based in Melbourne although your business is is certainly across the country here in Australia um, yeah the, Melbourne has been such an interesting microcosm of COVID we, there was a, there was a shutdown there was an opening and then there was a very rapid and very severe shutdown uh, which I believe has probably been the longest uh, globally to date. I can I can only shake my head and, and say that I kind of, as much as I try and control the business, I feel like I have material influence over things, things like this, you know, like COVID happened and then um, you try and respond to it and then everything you, you try to respond with is very different to what you thought would actually happen. So that's certainly been the case for us. So uh, on the one hand, when, when COVID hit, we thought, we'd, we thought that our, our debtors were going to skyrocket. Um, and then with all the government pumping money into the economy, our debtors are the lowest they've, they've ever been. So that's one thing that was very different. Mm -hmm. And that might be to do with our demographic and that we've got sort of a younger demographic that was receiving the JobKeeper support. Um, so that was one thing. And then, um, yeah, I mean, it opened up a whole bunch of new reasons for storage that, that we hadn't seen to date. Um, and so you had all these people, you know, leaving the cities and, and going to live in regional areas and storing their stuff temporarily. Then I think longer term, we've got this economic shift or this sort of macroeconomic shift of people that have just been sitting at home consuming uh, throughout this period because they've had nothing else to do. And, and so they're, they're going to be um, left with a lot of stuff that they're ultimately going to need to store. So longer term, I think it's good for the industry as a whole. Um, big surgeons in customers that are, that are using us for on-site storage, particularly in the case of Melbourne. And this, and I'll come to Melbourne in a second because it, it's been kind of the remarkable story of, of the business for the last sort of few months. Um, but, you know, a lot of new reasons for storage that we hadn't seen. Um, so like I said, hospitals, um, various businesses that 
that are using us for on-site storage at the moment where, um, you know, they wouldn't have had, they wouldn't have done otherwise. And, and so there's lots of restaurants and cafes that are using us, people that are um, leaving offices in the city. It's been amazing to see the, sort of this growth in, in sort of people are vacating offices and using taxi boxes. Um, and yeah, as much as I'm actually talking through this, I, I should say, and, and this relates to this comment of, of not having control of the business, I'm not exactly sure what's going on. Um, but I do know that um, Melbourne's been, um, at the moment, really firing, firing on all cylinders. Um, our re-deliveries have dropped off, and so that means our net growth in units um, has actually been quite high. So for us, it's boxes coming in, boxes leaving, and that's our net growth, obviously. So we've had this this dynamic where we've had an increased demand and a reduced uh, number of re-deliveries. So net growth's been really good. Um, and other shifts have been, you know, m people moving into state, uh, using us for, for lockdown support. This has been amazing. So what happens is we offer a free month of storage. So what's going on is that people are, when you move into state, you get your free month of storage. So you pay for your interstate fee. Um, and in Australia, you have to quarantine between cities, right? So what happens is people are vacating their home, going mm. to Sydney, quarantining for 14 days and getting their storage effectively done for free for that month. So they get all their stuff loaded up in the one city. They go and they spend two weeks in the hotel quarantine. They're not paying for the storage during that period. And then we deliver the storage to them at the end. So that's an another reason. Don't know what's going on. It, it's been remarkable, the changes that have come through. And, uh, and you talk about interstate migration. Well, Australia's on the move, right? Uh, and every time there's been a pandemic or a major event like a world war, it's always triggered significant migration, whether that's within or outside of borders. And at the moment, it's inside of the the, na the national borders. And uh, yeah, the, the interstate migration is going to be really significant from all indicators, uh, which would would be great for mobile storage, I'd assume. I should probably say, if it's of help for yourselves, hence being Brisbane headquartered it's all heading up north. It used to be Sydney to Brisbane, and now it's Melbourne to Brisbane by the hordes. Uh, oh, it's just they, amazing. They are, they are coming up, as you say, by the dozens, and I don't think it's gonna change. And this concept of work from anywhere is is really on as well. Uh, and then now you've got Brisbane people going further north to the Sunshine Coast and other places. Maybe they're getting away from the Victorians, I don't know. but. Uh, it, uh, everyone's heading north and, uh, and that change is on and uh, I can't see that stopping for some time, um, which is fascinating. Uh, so I was going to say one, one last thing before you move on to the next question, Hans, which I thought was worth adding as well. On the topic of, of COVID and mobile storage, there's, a, there's been, seems to have been the shift online that we all talk about this delivery economy right so everyone's ordering their uber eats and everyone's getting parcels delivered to their home and we do wonder whether we've been sort of picked up in this world of of delivery of storage and and that this expectation that longer term people are looking for that to take place as well um and in, in the case of melbourne you've had this lockdown scenario where people haven't wanted to leave their house and so i wonder whether they're just not able to go to storage centers or they haven't wanted to go to the storage centers and they're getting the storage unit delivered and it's like a contactless experience. They don't see anyone, the box gets delivered and it's gone. So could be something there as well, I don't, I don't know. Well, definitely, and I was going to say, you must have been a beneficiary of that, that 5K lockdown radius, which has been in place for a long period of time in Melbourne. People, or, or, or even when it was shorter than five kilometers and people just can't travel to a self-storage center. Uh, or to a restaurant, etc. So they started to to get the deliveries, and and one would say that if that's been in place for long enough, then you're going to be the beneficiary of that, perhaps being a change of behaviour, which would be fascinating to watch. 
uh, and check in, check, check in and see how that's going uh, in, in, in the coming months. So 2020, transformational, no doubt at all. Uh, what's next, Ben, for the self-storage industry? Key themes that you're seeing, innovations, overall market growth. Uh, uh, look, it's so hard to predict, but uh, what, how do you see 2021 and beyond? Key themes, market growth. Like, like I just said before, I see the delivery, um, the delivery model increasing um, over time. Um, again, I don't know where storage is headed and I haven't been, we haven't been around for that long in the industry. It's been 10 years now, but there's people, there's people out there that have been around for much longer. Um, I'm of the view that the delivery model, the demand for delivery services will continue to increase over time generally. Um, in terms of the general themes um, in storage, I probably can't, can't comment on the self-storage industry other than, than there's going to be continued, continued pressure on pricing as land rates increase and there's more competition from other storage players around and everyone's sort of squeezing their margins. So I think that there's probably some pressure on, on pricing that'll take place. Um, I imagine that's the case, at least in, in Australia and in the inner cities. Um, and, you know, it's very hard to find the opportunities for the right sites. Um, again, we see that as an opportunity for us in the mobile storage space. Um, there's obviously a lot of technology that's, that's going into the industry. I think from our perspective and that the, the, the impact of technology in traditional storage is different than for us. Um, for us, it's very much about automating our logistics uh, of our business. And that's, we, we've done an amazing job at that. I think we've got sort of an in-house team that have built that. Um, you know, there's, there's automation around the Bluetooth locks. I know that's been around for a while, but we're starting to explore that. And I'm sure that'll, that'll go into the storage industry as time goes on. So unmanned facilities. Um, we're actually experimenting with some some local. So I wouldn't use the, the, the word local micro storage sites um, that are going to be um, unmanned sites with some Bluetooth locks. We're going to try that. Um, so yeah, I think from from the general industry that seems to be the theme. Uh, and for us, it's uh, really doubling down on what we're currently doing. I think there's some really really exciting opportunities um, in the metal in our construction space, the metal units. Um, our refrigerated storage is, is, is coming along all right and, and, and still the growth in the core business that we continue to push. Good stuff. Uh, one of the things I love about the way you run your business, Ben, is you're always trying new things, fearless, and, uh, and, and roll the dice and, and see how it comes up. And it sounds like a, a number of them have really worked well for you over the last year, so, so well done. Yeah. Um, and Ben, uh, tell us a bit about the man behind the brand. What, what keeps you busy? I know you've got a young family. Uh, what do you do when you're not doing mobile self-storage? Yeah, I think it's, you know, if, if, if it wasn't lockdowns, I'd be spending the majority of my time trying to play a bit of squash. I play a fair bit of squash, but at the moment can't do that. So that's kind of probably my biggest issue um, as part of lockdowns. Um, and then, you know, family and kids. And I, if I think about that question, running a business one of the downsides to run your business is that your hobbies seem to dwindle away <laughs> year by year. Uh, and so having a, a 20 month old with a very excited, a 20 month old um, son with a very excited Staffordshire Bull Terrier puppy. And then my wife, um, I don't really get much time to do anything else, sadly. So that's my life for now. Right. Okay. Well, that, uh, that sounds pretty hectic and no doubt you've got to appreciate the city or you'll come to appreciate the city once you open up and, uh, and embrace Melbourne in summer over the coming months, which would be, uh, which would be wonderful. And, 
And uh, today's pretty topical because I think uh, there is potentially some news from the Premier of, of Victoria of, of easing restrictions either today, tomorrow, and you know, on behalf of the industry, you know, uh, well done on getting through 2020 down there. It's uh, I know we've had a lot of chats during that period of time, and um, uh, there's been some pretty relaxed moments and some pretty tense moments I've, I've seen in, in the way that you know you've been able to, to handle it. But you know, well done, and and a real congratulations on the growth of Taxi Box. You, you guys do some wonderful marketing. Uh, it's a real feature, I think, of, of your business. I love the way you, you present your product, and and no doubt it's evolving. And uh, it's an interesting comment. The the macro trends of the delivery economy um, might play directly into your, in, into your hands, which is um, which would be great to watch. And uh, and so, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for everything you do in the industry, and uh, and sh- thanks for sh- sharing your thoughts and your experiences of twenty twenty today, Ben. Much appreciated. Thanks, Hans. Thank you, guys. Some great takeaways from that interview. We'll see you soon on this special Expo edition of Storecast.